0: Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, and I am your host, Michael. I am a content creator, work-from-homer, pizza eater. Uh, This podcast is all about creators, and we're basically going to get to know them and figure them out as best as we can, try to see if we can learn a thing or two. And um, so, by the way, today I have a guest. His name is Landon, by the way. So, honestly, this guy doesn't need any introduction, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Welcome to the podcast, Landon. Thanks How for are having you? me. I'm good.
1: That was a nice play on words, by the way. <laughs> I, had to kind of just I just did it myself. I didn't even realize I did it myself. There we go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, The dad jokes kind of help, so... <laughs> oh, I know. I think my dad jokes have enhanced in the last year since becoming a dad. So, I, I, I wear new balances now. I'm wearing khakis more and more, so...
0: I mean, they're comfortable. They're functional. They're comfortable. They're not fashionable. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Different purposes, right? Yes. So, Landon has been a guest with uh, here on the Coffee Creators podcast um, before, and this is his chance to redeem himself. I'm <laughs> making fun of him because I oh my gosh!
1: If for those who didn't listen to that episode, I wouldn't blame you by the way for not listening to it. Um, <laughs> when I recorded the audio on my end. I used my laptop audio from the like the in built-in microphone and not like the Rode microphone so it sounded like I was on the phone like through a tunnel basically talking to you guys it sounded so bad. So And I
0: remember very clearly too like the moment you popped on screen cuz that was the first time we started Coffee Creators and the moment you popped on screen Chelsea and I were like well, look at how professional Landon is. Like, <laughs> it looks amazing. Like, here is a full time filmmaker. That's what we were saying. It looks amazing. And then, obviously, after the recording, listen to the audio. I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't have the heart to tell Landon that his audio wasn't really good. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but that yeah, was
1: pretty sad. I was, I'm sorry about that. But hey,
0: no, no, not at all. It was. It was on brand. Yeah, you know. So that's how. Uh, um, you were on brand with Coffee the Creators because our whole thing here is um, we just do what we can. Right. We just start and we do what we can. And obviously things are not going to be perfect all the time. And I've kind of gotten used to that and just started to roll with the punches, as you will, as as they say, with um, with technical difficulties. So, um, of course, we want to try to minimize that. But um, such is life. You know, sometimes you just can't control things. And I've kind of just learned to just accept it. So that's part of the brand now. So you were on brand, Landon, completely. (laughs) Well, thank you. But. I'm also really, really happy and glad that you, you found the time to uh, to sit here with me virtually and, you know, kind of just chat a little bit. And we don't have a particular topic that we, we can, I mean, we have to cover today, but just for the audience, just in case they're, this is the first time listening to the podcast, can you give a little uh, introduction as to who you are and what you do? I can, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so,
1: I mean, last time we chatted, I was full-time at Full-Time Filmmaker with Parker Walbeck, his YouTube channel, the... online course. Uh, Since then, I'm still doing some projects with them, um, just maybe two, sometimes three a month. And uh, I'm doing a lot of just my own freelance stuff. Um, I've launched a few companies in the last like six months or so. And I mean, mainly like if you were to sum it all up, I'm an entrepreneur slash filmmaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the Landon brand that I recognize. Because... (laughs) When I first met you um you were definitely more of a part of the the full time filmmaker crew mm-hmm. and that's how I saw Landon like oh he's one of the guys, but now it's like Landon by the way, like I know your logo, I know your office, I know the stuff that you're working on, which is really exciting mm-hmm. and i I get really motivated and actually inspired whenever I see like Wow, Landon's doing something new. <laughs> like I need to do something new. I feel like I need to do something new. So it's it's that that type of emotion that that I get from from seeing your work other than the fact that it's actually really really nice. Um like actually, it. you know what's funny? I actually did a little bit of digging before hopping onto this this podcast. I looked at your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is by the, which by the way, I'm really surprised it's still small. <laughs> so I'm like, if you guys, if you guys are listening to this podcast right now, you guys need to follow Landon's uh, YouTube channel. He deserves like a million subscribers right away. So right now you have like, I think a few old videos in your, your, um, what do you call this? Like your, your home office. Yeah. So a uh, tour that
1: ugh, man, that was such a weird experience. Cause like before, so I, I just posted for anyone who hasn't seen this, which is probably most people actually, I just posted like a studio tour on my YouTube channel about a month ago. And prior to that, I'd only posted like a few little travel videos like, you know, Mexico and Iceland and the Pacific Northwest, you know, just like kind of those Sam Colder vibes because and that was three years ago because three years ago, that's what everyone was doing was posting travel videos. And yeah. and I hadn't, I hadn't touched my channel in two years, basically. And I think I had like just over a thousand subscribers. And then I posted that studio tour video <clears throat> and within like... I think a week it had around like 30 40,000 views um and it, at 2,000 or 1 or 2,000 subscribers I was like wow okay sweet and uh since then it's been a month and we're at like 77,000 which isn't like an astronomical number like on on like the Parker Walbeck channel um I don't know how many views I've been able to get my first video on the Parker Walbeck channel has like three maybe four million views and I think, yep. it, I think it hit 500,000 views in, like, a couple of weeks. So, like, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, 77,000 views. But it was just interesting for my channel specifically, being as small as it was, that it did gain that traction. And just that one video made it so I could finally monetize my content, which is super nice. Because you have to get, mm-hmm. I think it's 4,000 watch hours. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I gained like 4,000 subscribers from that, basically from that one video. So now I'm at 6,000 subscribers. So it was more than anything, just kind of like a, a test to see, like, could I create a channel? Could my branding, you know, be strong enough for YouTube? And like, could it, could it stand alone on YouTube? Could I build an audience there? You know, so I just kind of an interesting to look at the analytics of that
0: video. Did what do you? What are your initial impressions? Like, even before you posted that video, did you really think that your brand wouldn't be able to stand on its own? I don't know. I just I've been so used to like, I mean, piggybacking.
1: I guess would be a good way to put it. Off of Parker's channel uh, for a couple of years, and just kind of going with his branding. And because when I first started um, making course videos and making YouTube videos, I was basically just going off of his style. Um, and that, basically, what, what's that category? I guess of filmmaking tutorials specifically. And so I'd, I'd done that for two years, and I was I was doing every video off of a, tel- a teleprompter basically. So I was scripting everything yeah. and reading it, you know, and like trying to like be natural. And um, since kind of breaking off a little bit, not completely, because like I said, I'm still doing some stuff with them, but kind of doing my own thing and branding myself as an individual now. Um, it it was, it's just, it was interesting to, like, get off the teleprompter, do something other than, like, a direct filmmaking tutorial, and just, like, see how that performs and see if, like, there's any possibility there, because I would love to do YouTube more. I've, I've enjoyed doing it on Parker's channel, um, but it's, I don't know, it just, it'd be kind of refreshing to have my own thing on the side that is sustainable and that I enjoy doing, you know, so...
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete sense to me. Right. Like it's it's the whole it's like the when you the best way I could describe it is when we usually start or when I usually start when I started my 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 own journey, I usually just kind of hid myself, tuck myself in a little corner where they can see my work, but not necessarily me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a it's kind of like a, what I was going earlier with um, the old videos that I saw on your channel. Like the work is amazing, right? The work is amazing. Um, even to this day, like it's three years ago since you posted that, um, the, those the, one of the videos. And it still looks great. And I'm like, man, you know, three years ago, Landon already had the skill and the talent, but you don't see your face, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you, you don't really see who Landon is. You just know Landon as some guy who takes videos and he edits it. Yeah. So I think you've gotten to a point where you've finally grown that. And you're ready to share who you really are. Mm-hmm. And you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in one in some of your recent videos with uh, with Parker's channel, um, I could see that you were showing a little bit more of your personality. Yeah. Like the goofy side of Landon, like who is Landon? And you definitely stood out more in that sense because now you're memorable, especially for, for to me, like who's viewing it. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely Landon. That's definitely something he would do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's so that's kind of like I'm starting to get to know who Landon is. Yeah. And it was refreshing to actually find out that you have a channel. I didn't know that you had a channel. Mm-hmm. I thought you literally just started it oh. <laughs> and then you posted that video. Yeah, it, it, it like, existed. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, I think there's okay. a lot of people who
1: have like quote unquote a, ch- a channel, you know, but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean like you're not a YouTuber just because you have a channel, you know. Um, on that note though, like by the way, it's, I feel like a couple of years ago when I first started out making course content, like starting to work with Parker, I didn't have anything to go off of. And so naturally, like I was just emulating Parker. And I I feel like a lot of people are like that, where you're just starting out doing something, whatever it might be. The most natural thing to do is just find someone who you almost like aspire to be like, or who's, you know, I guess who, who you look up to and you basically just imitate them to, you know, somewhat in your own way, but you're imitating them pretty much for the most part. And so, I, like I said, I'd done that for two years and I'd like just started what, what basically made me kind of change the format and the way that I, that I teach and I talk to the camera is I was, I was watching old videos from like a year and a half, two years ago. And I was like, man, I look really like stiff and like boring. And I'm like, I don't know if, if I didn't make this video and I fit, if I didn't like, if I was like not a friend of me. If I was just a random person, would I actually want to, like, watch through this entire video? And the answer, to the, for the most part, honestly, was probably not. Like, I just wasn't entertained by it. And so that's kind of what sparked, like, how can I how can I change the manner in which I talk to the camera and, the you know, how I'm entertaining? Because tutorials are great. And if you go to YouTube and you're, you're trying to find a tutorial on, I don't know, speed ramping or something like that, you know, You'll you'll search speed ramping in the in the search bar, but 2021, um, late 2021, like people go to YouTube, they want to be entertained, you know. Um, they yeah. they want to like a tutorial is nice when you need it, and filmmaking tips are nice like when you're looking for them. But for the most part, you click on a video because you want to be entertained for the five, ten, fifteen minutes that the video goes for, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of the the style that I've adopted, you know.
0: Yeah, I th- there's two things that I want to point out that from my own, own observation with after you just said that is uh I think two things um first is um you it's nice that you you see it in it in a way that you want to deliver something you want to deliver a message but you also want to remain authentic like who is Landon right like you when you first saw your 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 old videos you're like I I I know that's me that's my face but it's aside from the fact that maybe I'll get bored or whoever is watching this might get bored, um, it doesn't feel like me. Like that's not how I would deliver something. So I think what, if, again, you can correct me, but I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring a little bit more um, human, like a more human side to the videos yeah. by introducing a little bit more of your personality. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it feels more authentic, right? Like Because it's you, you don't have to try to pretend you're you're someone else, this is Landon, this is how you speak, this is how you are. And the second thing is, I admire the fact that you are. You might not be actively thinking about it, but this is just your personality. The fact that you're thinking of YouTube, uh, just for example, you're you're doing a tutorial, right? You're creating one. You're not just creating a tutorial just for the fact that you know you're teaching someone. You're also trying to entertain them. So in my head, the way you look at things is okay. This is how it works. Like this is how a tutorial works. But how can I make it better? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how in your way of making it better, it's trying to make it more entertaining because, you know, for people who are watching tutorials, a lot of them really just want to learn something. So there's really no need for you to add that entertainment factor. But the fact that you did or you are doing that, that's actually pretty ad- admirable. So I like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's definitely what Landon would do. It's, Landon would not settle for something that's just because, oh, you know, it's it, it's out there. You know, and I think that's it's just something that that's worth mentioning. I feel like because if you, I feel like if everyone did that, you know, to an extent, just basically going above the bare minimum, I think you might be really surprised as to to what you can achieve. Yeah, when you do that. Yeah, I feel like
1: when you when you just kind of like unwind and you just kind of relax, and you don't think about like making everything like the super formal, like super educational video. And you just like have a good time with it, like that's that's like when I feel like things start to take off and you get more comfortable and, and videos are less stressful. Because at the peak of full time filmmaker, like um, we we're we're doing a ton of views. I think the at the peak we had like ten or eleven million views in a month, which for our channel was really good. I mean, Mr. Beast probably gets like a billion, so but for our channel, oh, it was God. like wow, like that's really good. But at the same time. Uh, near that peak, I was also just exhausted, you know, like so tired because everything had to be just so like clean cut in my mind, at least. Um, and I don't know, like I, I just had, I had a hard time like getting past that. But now that I'm, I'm taking somewhat of a more relaxed approach, but still like professional and entertaining, I'm, I'm not scripting anything. I'm doing like bullet points, if anything. And I just, I have so much more time to like focus on the, um just focus on different things and just prioritize differently basically it's just been it's been so refreshing to just
0: focus on the, the entertainment side you know yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about that one because we kind of touched on this before we, i hit record actually i forgot to hit record <laughs> in the oh. beginning don't line in i was pocket. like you didn't hit, hit record like, oh, we've I been talking for record. 10 minutes michael <laughs> this is just a warm-up okay. i'm <laughs> no, just kidding so um when landon landon got on the the um this the screen i asked him how he was doing and you know i'll be honest with you you look a little bit a little bit stressed and so i wanted to make sure that you were okay <laughs> you know i didn't want to have you on the podcast and be like uh, oh, you know let me get through this thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean like definitely if you need the time then yeah, let me know. Like we're people, and that's the thing. Like that's I think that's what I want people to feel when they're on this podcast. Like you and I are just having a cup of coffee. We're not, we're not right now. I'm drinking I have tea. Red Bull. Does but, that um, count? Yeah, am <laughs> drinking <laughs> Red Bull. So um, it's a, it's it's a relaxing time, mm-hmm. right? That's what I want us to do to to do, or basically this is what I'm trying to achieve with the podcast. You know, I don't want people to feel like it's an interview. Like you better be ready. Cause that's definitely how we treated uh, coffee creators when we first started. And then I realized that, like you said, you know, you get so busy, you get so caught up with, with, with the process. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to feel like it's not enjoyable yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? It's a, it's just like, okay, well why am I doing yeah, this? My first episode right? with you so, guys was,
1: it was like a interrogation.
0: Like I thought I like,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was on like CSI, you of- know?
0: <laughs> As- <laughs> Aside from me and Chelsea asking questions, we had the audience asking you questions mm-hmm. and I felt bad after I'm like, okay, we're not going to do no, that. I again. really enjoyed it, but it's it was like,
1: it like, was like, Holy cow. Like there's so many questions and I was like, okay, like this yeah. is, this is yeah. what I would do in this you know scenario. Like there's just so many things, but it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. It, it It really goes back to, um, uh, I think it was, it was just knowing that a lot of people find you inspirational and, you know, it's like, uh, uh, aspiring it, it, people aspire to be like you. Right. And so I think the curiosity, the curiosity is just unavoidable when it comes to stuff like that, because people will be asking you questions. Like, how did you make this work? Like, how do I become like oh, you? Absolutely. No, right? trust me, my it, Instagram yeah. DMs are all the questions that you
1: asked me in that <laughs> episode. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm flattered because, yeah. and I love helping people. And like, that, like obviously like I've, I co-run a, a film course. Like that's like, I enjoy it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it, you know, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah sorry we're we're getting sidetracked because we're
0: talking about no that's completely fine i mean (laughs) this is what this is what the podcast (laughs) is like we didn't have a a topic and actually this goes back to your your point when you say when you record videos it's it's bullet points like some things that you might want to talk about some things that you kind of just want to that's that's how i'm treating yes honestly so we don't have to don't worry about it like if we if we we go a completely different tangent that's completely fine i actually prefer that Just because it makes me, oh yeah, it also makes me feel relaxed, right? Right. Yeah. So even this morning, when when I when I saw you and I said, okay, Lennon looks like a little bit, you know, like he might be, he might be tired. So I, I thought I'd just ask you how how was your morning, <laughs> and you mentioned that um, it was a little rough. Yeah. Not maybe not rough. I don't know how to define it exactly, but that's kind of like what uh, it wasn't the 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 perfect morning, sure. basically. So what I want, I yeah. mean, so what I want to ask you is basically how do you manage that? How do you <laughs> How do you go about your day when when things kind of start off uh, a little, you know, less ideal? For I sure. Guess. No, I'm, I'm definitely like a
1: creature of, of habit. And I, I like to stick to somewhat of a routine, like not totally, um, but especially in the morning. I want to make sure that like I'm, I'm. How do I explain that? Like, I, I, w- I want to do things in a certain way. And I have I have just a, a general way that I've, you know, started my mornings for the last like year. And it's, it's just a, it's a routine that I've, I've basically fine tuned over the last few years. And I've just, I've just found like a system that works for me, but it requires like a lot of things to just fall perfectly into place. Otherwise, like that whole schedule gets skewed. So like this morning, for example, by the way, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like tired. I was just kind of like a little frazzled. That's probably the best way of putting it. Or it's just like one of those mornings where I'm like, ah, like it, you know, didn't like go as well as I thought it would go, you know? But I try to, this sounds so, and by the way, this is such like first world, like, oh, like, oh, my morning didn't go perfectly. You know, like this is, that's what this conversation (laughs) is. But I mean, if if you want to hit like peak productivity, it's something to definitely like consider and, and, you know, analyze and see like, what can you do to kind of optimize your mornings and your days? Um, But today, I mean, I I just, every day I have a salad, (laughs) as stupid as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And today I did not have my salad. (laughs) So, <laughs> I feel like that's an office quote. You know, He's like, "Every day I have a blueberry muffin, <laughs> and today I didn't have a blueberry muffin."
0: Um, <laughs> Actually, before you before you, you you proceed, Landon, I want you to feel. I want you to re- realize that you know, I didn't ask that question because I feel like um, um, I don't want people to think that you know we are definitely talking about first world pro- first world problems. I think I think what we're talking about is, or what I want to touch on is real. Like human mm-hmm. problems, right? Like you are a dad, you're a father. I'm a, I'm a parent myself. And having a system is super important. Oh, yeah. It's super important, right? We can't just wake up in the morning and start like shooting. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have to figure out what our target is. Otherwise it messes everything up. It cascades into all these little things that you do in the morning in, in your process will affect everything right it, it it's like a ripple yeah so um don't ever feel bad that it's like oh you're complaining that you didn't have your salad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know that that does sound funny if you really yeah. think about it but if it is proce- part of your process like sometimes like me for example um and this is it's super petty right like the things that that, that annoy me are super mm-hmm. petty for some people but it's not petty for me because it's part of my process yeah. right so when i wake up in the morning i get my kids ready get my kids ready um my wife is also getting ready because she needs to go to work and I work from home. Right. And so that's one of the things that already people are saying, why are you complaining? You work from Mm. home. Well, I gotta, I I need a lot. I need to do a lot of things. And I usually pack my mornings so much that I don't even have 10 minutes to kind of just sit down and breathe in and relax. Like even preparing for this podcast, this is a true story. um, I had 10 minutes extra before Landon got on the, on the call. And I was like, gee, I don't know what to do with my time. (laughs) It's like, do I twiddle my, you know, my thumbs? Like, what do I do? And I took that moment to kind of just quiet my mind and relax and be again, be myself. Mm -hmm. Cause I think if I don't do that, if I don't do that, if I, if I just focus too much on the things that I feel like I need to do, I, I, ultimately get into this this whole mindset that i need to get the work done and my a part of me my personality is kind of lost so um i, I guess I, I talk about like going to like a, a different tangent landing, But i just wanted to yeah i just wanted to say that because i feel like um what you were feeling this you know this morning was you were frazzled and that's completely valid yeah. that's not necessarily like a first world mm-hmm. problem you know what i mean absolutely so, so I appreciate you you sharing that, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I just need to share my own. <laughs> By the notes.
1: way, I'm I'm curious, and I'm I'm sure listeners are curious. Like what, what's your what's your schedule like? What's your agenda during the day? How do you? Uh, sorry, your routine, oh, I guess, would be the
0: I, correct term. Yeah, no, that's thank you for asking, because nobody really <laughs> asked me that question. Before. I'm curious, eh? Hey. <laughs> it's a, it's really weird because here's my typical day. I've always wanted to make one of those videos. Uh, you've seen those, right? Like the, the day to life. life. Yeah in a life off, a programmer or mm-hmm. something like that. And I've struggled for so long to come up with how my day would look like cuz it's so mm-hmm. messy. It's so messy. Like if there's anything that's consistent with it, it's the fact that I'm always I'd say 90% stressed most of the time when I need to shuffle everyone out of yeah. the house. It's like it it's it's my kids, okay. So my kids are they're funny 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 human beings because i talk to other parents and they're like oh yeah my kids go to bed at eight and then they wake up at eight mm. i'm like your kids are awesome <laughs> what's your kid's schedule like <laughs> my kids my kids sometimes they fall asleep at as early as seven uh-huh. last night they fell asleep at eleven thirty. Oh yeah and they were like playing and i was just like okay it's time to go to bed and we try to establish a routine right like my brother always told me uh, establish a routine. Brush their teeth. Once they're done brushing their teeth, they go to bed. You read them a book or whatever. So we've tried so hard to establish that. But those two just keep mm-hmm. giggling. You know, they're like laughing and they're playing and they're just saying funny things to each other and then they start like, and I can't stop that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm like, go to sleep. So they go to sleep and sometimes they wake up. My son woke up at five o'clock this morning. Nice. For no reason. He just... He's like, daddy. And my routine, okay, so going back to my whole routine, I wake up anywhere between 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And the only reason I do that, yeah, the only reason I do that is because that's the only time, hopefully, <laughs> that everyone's asleep and I can actually work out. Okay. So that's the only time that I have to mm-hmm. myself that I feel like no one can bother me. I can do whatever it is. And I spend that time just trying to work out, mostly just to to. to to get the, uh, the creative juices mm-hmm. flowing. Because when I'm, you know that thing, like when you're doing something out of muscle memory, um, your mind is allowed to roam yep. free. So that's when I feel most creative um, when I'm actually working out. So I do that and then once the kids wake up, I basically shuffle, uh, you know, get, get them ready, make sure that they have uh, their breakfast or, uh, their, breakfast or um, their clothes or whatever. And I drop them off to school or to grandma's mm-hmm. house, basically and this this whole time my wife is her role is basically preparing their clothes making sure that their home that, that my daughter's homework is done and also getting her stuff ready so she wakes up usually around the same time but she's answering emails because she needs to manage a couple of people and then head to work so our morning start off like that it's not exciting mm-hmm. it's exciting for me kind of because my heart is always racing like get yeah. out of the house get out of the house but as soon as that's done I have the rest of the morning until nine o'clock to kind of eat my breakfast, prepare it, prepare whatever it is for the day. And usually when nine o'clock hits, um, I start answering emails. So my emails can vary. It'll be like from nine to maybe 10 or nine to 11 in the morning because I manage, um, my YouTube, my Instagram, basically my social media. And I also manage some graphic design stuff. So I still do a little bit of graphic design work, um, So it's really boring in that sense. And then anytime before lunchtime, I'm brainstorming. So when I'm brainstorming, I'm trying to think of like the next post, the next video. And then I have to, I get cut off Mm -hmm. in the middle because I have to pick up my daughter. So I pick up my daughter and then um, drop her off to where her cousins are so that they can kind of just like play around. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. And, you know, that definitely is a first world problem if I complain that Mm -hmm. I don't have time. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that someone is watching my kids, you know, I'm super grateful for that one. So I drop them off and I come back and then I start writing my script. Usually, usually around three o'clock, I start writing script, figuring out what I need to to create next. And then the next day is basically, or the following days, that's when I plan to shoot, right? So I plan, okay, I need to shoot this. I need to take pictures of that. But that's not even including all the meetings, the meetings Mm -hmm. that I have. And, um, any other stuff that the boring stuff that's in the background. So usually when I create posts on Instagram, it's somewhere in between those, right? So, so people have asked me like how far along or how far ahead do you prepare your posts? I'm like, I usually just take a picture right there and then write the captions and then post it or for the reels, sometimes during throughout the day, uh, or when I'm picking up my kids, um, that's when I try to come up with like, okay, this is a cool idea for a post. This is a cool idea for a thing. The one thing I did avoid though, so I, maybe this is the, probably one of the most important things throughout my day, my whole process. The one thing I did avoid, this might sound counterintuitive, but I've stopped consuming content. Huh. So I've actually started focusing on just creating content. So if I, if I spend my time watching videos on YouTube, Two things happen. One is that I end up looking too much like mm-hmm. what I'm watching, or I get discouraged because I know I'm not doing anything and everyone else is doing something. So I've stopped doing that and I've actually just focused on trying to come up with my own uh, content, my own voice, my own style, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and just start from there. So I know it's a boring day. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you really think about it, it really is boring. As a fellow dad, I understand,
1: though. I understand that that morning. Well, no, (laughs) your kids are older than mine, but I, I still get it to an extent. So it's not boring.
0: Something like that? Would you say it's it's within the realms of like kind of? I no, actually, you know what? I shouldn't be asking that question because you're much much busier than I am. I guess because you, you manage <laughs> a lot know. of stuff.
1: Hmm. Well, honestly, so my my son is he's not even two yet, and so he goes to bed. We just started putting him to bed around like seven thirty, which is really nice. Um, and he wakes up anytime around like seven thirty to eight thirty in the morning. So you know, we get a good twelve hours. I wake up around like six. 30 ish okay. um and if my son will usually what happens for, first of all my wife she's she's a mom she just she just takes care of the kids like she doesn't have a job so um that's really fortunate for me because i don't have to like you know coordinate very much with her because you know 90 percent of the time she'll have our son mm-hmm. but uh even even when my son wakes up um she might text me. Maybe I'll be working in the basement or in my studio, and she'll she'll text me and say, "Hey, can you grab Gus, and can you bring him, you know, to to me?" And so like I'll grab him. I'll just like throw him in bed with my wife, and like they'll just like watch a show for like an hour in the morning, you know, and like munch on some cereal, you know. And so it's it's like a really easygoing morning at my house where no one's going to school, no one's going to work. Like it's just mm-hmm. you know we're we're all just doing our own thing, and everyone's happy, you know. That's, that's generally how it goes. And I mean, my schedule changes all the time, but the general routine is up at 630. Um, I'm just kind of working on like more, more like the small tasks, like, oh, I need to send an invoice to so-and-so. I need to answer some emails and I need to do this. You know, I do all that in the morning because I put it on my checklist. If you're watching on video, you can see I have like a nice, like daily quick checklist. I love crossing stuff off my list. Mm And so the night before, I'll, I'll just throw down um, all the things that I need to do, even if it's like kind of small. Like, for example, today I need to trim some uh, BTS in a YouTube video. Um, and then I have the Coffee with Creators podcast on here. I have to send an invoice for a video and I have to send a W9 for another video. And so I put, I put all these things on my list. And in the morning, I basically just do all the fairly easy ones so that I can just knock them off. And then I feel confident, I feel good. I'm like, hey, well, I just got like five things done in the first hour of my day. Like today's gonna be a good day, basically. Um, a lot of people like to approach the day and like knock off the biggest thing off their list. I can't do that because it just stresses me out. And and then if I can't if I can't knock that one thing off, then I'm demotivated to knock the smaller things off, you know? And so I knock off the easy ones and I just get as much done as I can in the morning. And in between when I'm working, um, I just, I go upstairs most of the time, my wife and kid are up there and I hang out with them and play with them for a bit, um, maybe like 30 minutes at a time. And I come back down and I work some more. So I feel like I'm pretty fortunate in that regard where, um, I work from home so I can get as much work done as I want to. But if I ever want to break, I have family time, like immediately yeah. that I can mm-hmm. fall back on. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's an amazing,
0: like fortunate situation that I've, <laughs> I'm lucky it enough is, to have. It's beautiful. So it's beautiful i love that i mean you know uh i get that like i you know when my when my son not my son my my daughter was born um my wife was obviously she was home as well because she was still on uh, maternity leave leave. Mm -hmm. and it was such a nice feeling to be able to to kind of come home knowing that they're just there you know what i mean and just like hang out with them so i'm picturing myself like in your shoes where like that's awesome you can just go upstairs and be like you know, I got, I need some, you know, some, some, family time. This is, this oh, is nice. It's, it's, amazing. it's recharging, right? It's yeah. refreshing.
1: It's amazing. I'll, I'll go upstairs and I'll play with, you know, the, the matchbox cars with my son real quick. And like, I don't know, like it's, it's super refreshing. I feel like it's something that's, that's overlooked, um, as you're, you know, coming up in the, in the business world, as you're, you know, working on companies, working on your own business, whatever it might be like having a family, you might think is going to be a burden but i think if anything it actually it makes it easier and it, it it makes it easier to work and it gives you something to work towards more than just yourself you know like that was that was one of the biggest things i noticed as i got married and then as i had my first kid is like i was i was making these like pretty huge steps in my life and as a result like all these doors were opening up for me all these like big career opportunities were coming up um, and maybe, I mean, maybe you can call it like a, I don't know, divine intervention. You can call it just like, just like cause and effect where I'm doing this. And like, as a result, like in the back of my mind, it's forcing me to work harder. It's forcing me to have a, you know, higher, um, calling basically. Um, I just like all these things started opening up and I just started progressing a lot more quickly because suddenly it wasn't me that I had to care for. It was, it was a wife and then it was a wife and a kid and then we got a house and it was a wife, a kid and a mortgage, you know, it's like so many things like started stacking up and
0: I don't know, it just, it snowballs and it builds off of each other. So. I love that you said that because it's real. That is a real thing. And it's not, I mean, you know, it's not uh, woo woo or anything like that. Like seriously, I think to me how I would define that, or I would interpret that basically is, is you you, you have a bigger purpose. You're not just doing things for yourself. Because I remember when I was younger, it was all about having the nice car. It was all about having the nice shoes. As stupid mm-hmm. as that may sound. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> I want to buy nice shoes. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you, you realize that those things, although they might be expensive, they're very small goals. Very yeah. small goals. And after having a family of my own, my goals became bigger. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, it's almost scary to say them out loud. Because it's like um, now I'm thinking of how are my kids going to introduce me to their friends, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like stuff like that. Like how are they going to say? Like if their friends ask, "What does your dad do?" Like what is she going to say? You know what I mean? And my kid is only five years old, but I'm starting to think in that realm, right? Like how mm-hmm. big of an impact my my you know what I do on a daily basis is going to be, you know, um, how is that going to affect my kid's life? And then yeah. as they grow up, right? And as they look at old pictures and be like, oh yeah, dad used to do this. And so I started to make bigger goals. And then, you know, along with that, it's uh yeah, like, okay, we need, you know, bigger things, bigger everything. And it's when you said that, when you were just sharing that that side of your story, I was just like, okay, so it's not just me. It's not <laughs> just me who feels that way. So it's awesome. No. I, I love that. I love that you said that. So you found like a little um just the the real motivation, right? Something that's bigger than Landon, something that's bigger than than everything. So this actually brings me to a a really interesting question. Um, I know that you've you've started a bunch of companies. You've started a lot. And you've kind of touched on the whole thing uh, about you needing to send invoices, answering emails, and those are a lot of the boring stuff, but are necessary. Mm -hmm. And they actually take a lot of time. So my question to you is, where do you find the time to brainstorm or feel creative or just because you need those, you need those to create your next project. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question.
1: Honestly, man, I'm trying to think when, when do I have the time to even <laughs> to do that? <laughs> um, Man. Well, like I said, like I, I do all that boring, I do all the invoices and the emails in the morning and basically like, after that it's just like i don't give myself a set schedule i i, I stopped using a calendar I, I use a calendar for like important dates and like that like the copy with creators like podcast that's scheduled like i'll throw it on there but mm-hmm. i don't i don't use a calendar to be like okay tomorrow morning at you know 11 a.m to 3 p.m i'm editing at four to five i'm doing this like i i don't do that because i think that limits you it, you're limiting yourself and you're not letting Yourself, basically like go with the flow and um, do like the things that you actually want to do in that moment. You know, what I've realized is that what you should do for like, for for example, I have have a video I need to finish up today or at least send a a cut to a client today. Um, What I've realized is that the best method for me personally, at least to get things done is when you're tired, take a nap. When you're motivated, work, you know, and if if you keep trying to force yourself to work when you're just absolutely exhausted, not that you shouldn't ever do that. Sometimes you need to do that. But if you keep doing that, like regularly, you're going to start hating your job. You're not going to enjoy it nearly as much. And so basically, when you're not motivated to do the thing that needs to be done, you need to find an alternative thing to do. That's also somewhat important and uh, and get that thing done. Sorry, I went off on a tangent
0: to answer your question about no, when I no, find that's time. Actually, that's oh. actually really good, though. Those are golden nuggets. Like honestly, I think <laughs> very. Yeah, yeah, seriously, very, very important because you're you're always bringing back the whole reminder that we're people, yeah. right? Like we've spent so many as creatives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak personally, but as creatives, as a creative, I've spent so much of my time, of, of of my life, trying to get out of this this box, right? Get out of the whole. You need to work from a, a nine to five. You need to work in, an, in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. And then for me to try to put myself back into, you know, and at this hour, you need to do this. It, it's like I'm punishing myself. So when you were saying that, it definitely resonated with me when you said that if you feel like you need to take a nap, take a nap. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. So so when do you find a time? <laughs> when do you? <laughs> See, I know I went off on a tangent.
1: <laughs> um yeah i well like i so my my schedule there's no set schedule except for like the morning when i I try to get those little things done, and even then I don't like put it on a schedule um I just have a list of like all the things that I need to do in a day and which is which is a beautiful thing again like you look at my you look at my notebook and there's today there's literally four things on it this the top one is like the biggest one um but it's not necessarily the first thing I need to get done, and so it's like um I just I fit it in when I feel motivated to to do that specific thing. Like I said, if Mm -hmm. you put, if I put, I need to do that video from eleven to three. What if at eleven I'm absolutely exhausted because like my morning didn't go as planned and like as a result, like it's just it's not working very well. My whole schedule feels like it's skewed now. Um, If I'm limiting myself to that, then I'm not going to perform very well. The the quality is not going to be very good. But if I just if I just know that I have basically all day to get x amount of things done, and I can just sprinkle them in when I'm feeling like doing that one thing, and if I don't finish it, I can do something else, and I can revisit that other thing. Like it's it's super nice to just to go back and forth when you want to. And so when it comes to finding creative time, uh, I just I just find it in those pockets. It's like I'm doing I'm doing something that. I'm tired of, and so I'm going to take a break and I'm going to brainstorm this video idea. I'm going to storyboard. I'm going to, you know, research, do all that stuff. So there's, yeah, there's, there's not like a set schedule
0: at all. It's just, I feel like okay, doing I it right now. That. I'm motivated to yeah. do it. Let's do it. You know? I love that. I love that. You're, you're basically just taking things one step at a time and you're, you're being efficient with it. You don't have to plan it. It it feels efficient, yet it doesn't feel like it's, it's, a. You like you don't have to plan things out in a sense to be efficient. I think I think it's really yeah. grabbing those moments, right? Like those little moments that mm-hmm. um, that you feel like work well. Yeah, at, you know, at any given time we had so that's um, awesome.
1: I remember like a couple years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, there was someone in the in the full time filmmaker like Facebook group um, who he like posted like a a screenshot of his of his schedule for the day. And I think it was like two or three days, and it just it had like every every second was blocked off to do this, this, and this. And he's like, "Guys, I'm like so excited! I'm gonna get all this stuff done. Like finally, like working on my productivity. Blah blah blah." And 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 I I commented it, and I wasn't like like it's not like it's my way or the highway, you know? Like that that's just this is just what works for me, what I've just explained. But I told mm-hmm. him I was like I'm like good for you, man. Like that's that's awesome. Like just just like. Something to like, kind of keep in mind is that, again, when you block things off, you're you're limiting yourself without even realizing it, and I, I that's something like that just isn't usually very sustainable. You know, you can't do that for very long periods of time. And so I was just I was just kind of real with them, I'm like, and I'm like, that's just me. Like, le- definitely like try it out, figure out what works for you, but that's not how I operate. And I think by doing this, you're probably going to figure out different things that work and don't work for you. And you're going to be optimizing it as you go, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's actually a really interesting story because, uh, a a brand reached out to me maybe a few months ago and they said, we want you to try this productivity scheduling thingy, whatever app that we have. Mm -hmm. I looked up the reviews. I'm like, okay, this is really interesting. They have really good reviews. Um, the app was very well done mm-hmm. and i said i 'm not sure if i 'm the type of guy for this, but i 'll give it a shot and i 'll let you guys know before I decide mm-hmm. right <laughs> I think I spent like a day like using the app mm-hmm. and then eventually i 'm like i'm not going to use this thing <laughs> that's that's the thing too is that
1: these like quote unquote productivity apps that they might yeah. be designed really well, they might have a really nice minimal u i that makes you makes it easier for you to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if they're overcomplicating how you approach the tasks that you need to get done
0: then they're they're counterintuitive, you know. It's counterintuitive, but I think for the most part my my biggest issue with it is it didn't feel right to like log every single thing that I was doing. Yeah. Cuz I started to feel like I was being monitored by myself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just like are you being productive like no cracking the whip on myself like it doesn't make sense like why do i feel this way and it it actually sapped out all the creativity out of me because i'm so focused on trying to be productive in a sense i was programming myself to be a robot yeah so yeah ultimately i said you know what um this isn't for me and i kind of thought about it i said maybe do i i felt bad because it's like Am I not being productive? Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was, but in my own way. And so after you shared your story earlier, kind of validated my my that belief that I just have my own system. Yeah, right. I have my own system, and there's nothing wrong with that. I can be more efficient. Yes, but it doesn't mean I have to put myself in a category like this is how you become efficient because we all have very very different days. Yeah, so many dynamics, right? Oh, absolutely. For for us to yeah, because we're human yeah so yeah no i i
1: I genuinely believe that your personal productivity is based on a combination of productivity hacks and the combination is different for everyone basically i've actually i've over over like the years i've made a list literally a list of all the different hacks like productivity hacks that i've come across and like analyzed and, and like tried everything out and like not and, and this is this is sounding too mathematical. I'm not like okay, like x, you know, plus y, you know, what whatever. I'm just like I've just like <laughs> noticed like I do this and that helps me. I also do this and that helps me and this and this. I just noticed that, and and, and like I said, that's my system, but that's not everyone's system. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I feel like for anyone who's like trying to be more productive, um, like there's not there's not one set way to do it. I think, I think you're going to find that you're just going to create your own combination and that's
0: going to be your unique combination that works for you. Yeah. There you go. So if you guys are listening to this and you're wondering what Landon's productivity tips are, <laughs> do your thing. Do you <laughs> basically just figure it out. Yeah. No, that, I think that's a really good and honest advice Yeah. because that's kind of like how I approach things as well seriously it's especially i mean consider this you guys are listening to someone who not me but to landon <laughs> who's managing multiple things right and he's also a dad hey you are too i am too <laughs> but i'm you know productivity and me they, i think they just don't i think you're selling yourself <laughs> short michael i think you're doing great <laughs> i appreciate that thank you landon actually before i, I know you you've you got a busy day uh go ahead of you so what we're gonna do is we're gonna um uh, we're going to wrap this up, but before we do that, I want to ask you one thing. What's next for Landon, by the way? Um, man, honestly, right now, what I've
1: been doing, first of all, we already talked about YouTube. I'm, I'm kind of casually like seeing where that goes, and I have, I have another video that I'll be doing here probably in the next couple of weeks, um, but right now, I'm, I'm actually I'm working on basically just gathering a bunch of retainer clients. Um, and hopefully this isn't just applicable to me as a videographer, but I mean, photographer, graphic design, I think, I think a coder, or programmer, I think that could go for a lot of people. Um, what, what I'm working on right now is, is gathering retainers where a company will pay me X every month to produce a set amount of content. And it's, it's a, it's a number, it's a figure that I can count on every month. Um, and they can count on having that content every month. And, uh, I'm, I'm gathering a bunch of those and I feel like, that has been like the biggest life hack, or may- maybe more career hack, in getting my freelance like off the ground. Because to put it into context, um, for those who don't know, like I, I did full time filmmaker the online course for a couple of years, making YouTube video, and it was it was content that I could always count on, and it paid very well. And I just I never had to worry about like finding clients, you know. And then once I kind of stepped away from that, and I'm just doing like individual projects with them, I had to actually basically start from scratch, like as a videographer. And it was it was so much harder than I realized to actually like create a good amount of income as a videographer, like to start out. And the biggest hack I found, like I said, was retainers and having a set amount of work because otherwise you're you are contacting a company and you're like, hey, I'll do this video for, you know, $1,500 and then you do it and then you probably never hear from them again, you know. But what if, yeah. uh, what if you can do that video and you can do five more videos and you can do that every month for a year, then that yeah. that $1,500 client turns into, I don't know, what is that? Like a, a $90,000 client because you're doing maybe you're doing $7,000 of work every month and you have them for 12 months, you know, it's 84 grand in a year just from one client, you know, so if you can, if you can just kind of stack those on top of each other, that is, what I'm realizing is the ultimate key to actually like making it and doing really well for yourself as a freelancer.
0: That's solid advice right there. And not only that, because you're doing it like consistently, you're finding more ways to become more efficient mm-hmm. as you keep doing it. Yeah. So you're, you're figure you're, there's no more trying to figure each other out at this point. Cause you, it's a, it's a familiar client, right? Like it's a, it's you're building that relationship. Yeah, man, that's, that's such a good, uh, that's such good advice. And that's really true. Um, from my own experience as a graphic designer, I've basically done something similar to that, mm-hmm. and I think to your point, that's really how you you grow because now you you found a system and you just basically take care of that system, and then you use that to to free up a little bit more time, and then explore more. Yeah, it's it's just it's awesome. I, I love that you 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 said it because I wouldn't have been able to, I guess, communicate that well <laughs> like the way you did. <laughs> I think that's, that's awesome.
1: awesome to 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 add on to that real quick, I don't want to take too much time, but like to, uh, I feel like as, as a freelancer in any category, basically you almost set like a ceiling for yourself. It's like, you can only spread yourself so thin. You can only do like so many videos or projects, you know, a month. So say you can only handle maybe $5,000 of work a month. You're basically limiting yourself to make $60,000 a year. Uh, but if you can, if you can basically have a bunch of retainer clients that are hiring, you know, you to do so much work every month and you're getting paid for them. You can keep stacking them on and you can actually hire out and you can have more people working under you to handle those clients and so you're freeing up more time, you're you're definitely getting past that $60,000 mark and you you can just keep adding on clients over and over, keep hiring out like you can create an entire agency just by starting out with retainer clients and getting that going. And not that I have like a huge agency by any means, I'm just that's what I'm realizing is that once you get that ball rolling, like it just it just keeps going basically, and you can't stop
0: it. <laughs> so. And there, right there, ladies and gentlemen, is really a secret that's not really a secret. That's absolutely true. What Landon said. That's how I've been building my graphic design business for for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest part of that is really finding people that are reliable. Yeah. Right. Like if you hire someone out, someone that that has the same quality. And reliability is probably the most important thing for me. So that's a, that's a different topic. That's a different process, mm-hmm. but it is exactly what Landon said. That's how you do it. Like you keep doing that. You stack it on, you stack them on top of each other and you will be surprised at how happy your clients are and how happy you are because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're letting yourself grow in that sense. That's awesome. Absolutely. Dude. I th- I feel like we need to come back at some point in this copy creators and revisit that one topic actually. That's really interesting to talk about because uh yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that how important that is. And
1: and I'm not I'm not trying to like get on my soapbox and, and preach because like I, I, I'm in the process of doing that. I'm not like I'm not like this huge agency like I said. But I mean like I'm I'm learning so many things and I'm I'm figuring things out and I'm adding on clients uh, like every week and it's just been it's been super interesting. So yeah, I mean maybe Whenever we come back, maybe we'll be at like a really good point, and I can actually share a little bit more
0: personal experience. That and, would be wonderful. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? That would be wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Because also another topic that we can talk about, like, because sometimes like one of the questions that I, I get asked, like, well, um, what will the client say if you if you hire someone out? Like, first of all, they're not going to ask that because one thing a lot of people forget to realize, and I think it's 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 a uh, it's something that's very common for creatives is that because it's the whole imposter syndrome right mm-hmm. like they're saying well it's not me who worked on it like no 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 like listen your clients most of the time i'd say 99 percent of the time all they uh, care about is the end result yeah if you can deliver that end result to them mm-hmm. they don't really care who works on it yeah right absolutely but they're looking for is someone that they can rely on mm-hmm. right so if you are that person that they can rely on and you deliver that the the end result then everyone's happy yeah well, on, on, but again, that's a different topic. <laughs> no,
1: on that on that note too, like because my my business is legally LLC. It's Landon by the way Films, and I, I made that when I was doing wedding videos, and so it was just kind of like the classic, like your name, and then you put films at the end. You know, that's what everyone was doing. <laughs> um, and so that's that's like my legal name, and now like my personal brand is Landon BTW, um, and since. Doing these retainer clients, clients, I just barely started a new company called Studio S T U D I I O, and Studio is is basically like the parent company that houses Land and BTW, or Landon, by the way Films, I guess legally. Um, and by by taking my name out of the business name, my personal name, it it, it frees it up and it, it it lowers the confusion of potential clients and actual clients that like. Oh, we're hiring Landon by the way films, we're gonna get Landon by the way films. It's like, no, you're hiring studio right. mm-hmm. and yes, Landon BTW, Landon by the way is a part of studio, but it doesn't mean you're you're getting Landon by the way at every shoot. You know, you're gonna get like the same quality. We're gonna make sure that the quality is upheld and everything. But by changing the the parent company, the main name to studio, in my mind that's the thinking at least, is that it just it frees it up, there's no confusion with any clients. So that's kind of that's that's one that I literally just created in the last like week is studio, and so we're going to see how that performs and if it uh, if it helps us scale any more quickly. So wow,
0: that's actually really good that's a good point and that's a good perspective. I never really considered that. I mean, now I'm it makes sense why Facebook changed to Meta. You know yeah. what I mean? Because do you avoid that confusion? It's it's not. It, I don't know if you notice it, but if you open up Instagram, it doesn't say uh, Instagram by Facebook anymore. It says Instagram by Meta. Mm. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it does kind of avoid like it it's there are um reasons basically for doing that so yeah. that's actually a really good point so i should change my soul <laughs> design because that's exactly what i did like you said just add film but like for me i added design michael's on his
1: computer <laughs> he's like legalzoom.com
0: yeah all right well landon thank you so much for finding the time to be with me here in the coffee creators podcast um Obviously, I know people already know who you are and where to find you. But please, please do share with the audience where they can find you. <laughs> you get, <guys, laughs> I'm not Tom Cruise, Mike. He's like, yeah, you guys know who he is. No,
1: I'm <laughs> no. You, they, everyone knows where Landon. <laughs> not is. Not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. so my I go by Landon. BTW, my last name is by the way. So BTW, um, on Instagram, my YouTube is just Landon. By the way, uh, yeah, I mean Landon BTW on Instagram is is where I'm most active. So definitely check me out there. If you want to follow studio, which I just started, by the way, the Instagram handle (laughs) was not available. So it's S T U dot D I I O. So, but studio, I mean, you get the idea. If you want to check that out, then (laughs) then be my guest. Like I'd I'd love to, to kind of build the following up there a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more professional, a little bit more formal, um, less, less on like the, the personal, um, side of, of me Landon BTW and more just on like the, the production company itself that's
0: awesome I'm definitely going to give you a follow Please. Uh, I definitely want to see how it grows and I know it's going to grow yeah. so I, I'd love to just watch it <laughs> you know I'll be on the sidelines I'll be like yay <laughs> so that's awesome I appreciate yeah. it and yes in the future Landon when when things are a little bit you know, more when we find some time I would love to have you back on the Coffee create. yeah and Mike be, honestly it'd I it'd am awesome. not
1: I'm busy but I'm not that busy okay Like I said, like, I have no, like, I have no schedule. Please. No, I have, I have no schedule. So like, I'm always down, like literally hit me up. Like I can, I can almost always squeeze you in. So just let me know.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to me. Thank you. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Coffee with Creators podcast. I just wanted to share a couple of things. Um, Please help support the show by sharing this with your friends and your family so that we can help it. You know, you can help us grow, basically. And also interact with us on Spotify for every episode. Now you can actually I I added some questions to some polls or, you know, whatever. If you do comment and interact. I will share that in the future show. Um, also reach out to us on Instagram at coffee W creators or email us at coffee creators podcast at gmail.com. Kind of embarrassing. Cause it's kind of long, <laughs> but, um, also on YouTube, help us reach a hundred subscribers because that'll be, uh, that'll make us easier to find. And on that note, this episode is also going on YouTube as soon as this goes live on Spotify. So please check us out there so you can see Landon and myself, um, you know, just chatting. And on behalf of my co-host Chelsea, who is still on vacation, thank you for listening to the Coffee with Creators podcast. And we hope to have you back again next time. Take care.